Welcome to the podcast that nobody asked for. I'm your host, Christina Hall. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing some of the craziest stories and experiences that I've had in my 30-something years of life. From dating stories to car accidents with cops, I've been through it all. So buckle up, enjoy the ride, and get ready to hear some of the craziest stories that you didn't even ask for. 2023. What a fucking year. Wow. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm just going to give you guys a rundown of what 2023 personally looks like for me, but also what I learned from each of the situations at hand that that came about. It was, it was a wild year. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Um, so the first thing that happened to me um, right when 2023 started was I got hit. So as I told you guys in the intro episode, I'm a business owner. Um, I own a digital marketing agency. I've been in the game for 12 plus years at this point. Um, and yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it. It's I love being my own boss. I love what I do. And I love the clients that I get to work with. And so with that being said, at the beginning of 2023, I lost my two biggest clients. And when I say my two biggest clients, we're talking like $8,000 a month that I lost. Mm. Wow. That was a really hard hit. And that was a hard hit that killed me for the rest of the year. Like I'm always transparent and like financially in the business, it was just really fucking hard this year. I literally did not think I was going to make it through. I did not make, I was think I was going to make it through at all. And so losing those clients was really, really tough for me. And I never really got it back. Like not until we're just starting to get back there. And it's almost a year later. Um, we really took a hit this year and that was really tough. But in that moment, it just like, you know, that just happens. That just happens. And it also taught me that I have to be prepared <laughs> for situations like that when it comes to my business. And mm, I'll tell you this, I'm not walking into 2024 without being fully prepared. Right. And so I wasn't prepared and it taught me just what I need to do in order to make sure that I'm good. Um, when that happens again, because it's inevitable, this, that's how business is. Shit's going to go high. Shit's going to go low X, Y, Z, but it's how you prepare for those times when, you know, shit gets, when shit hits a fan and your back is against the wall. So that was like the first thing that happened. And that like, honestly was nothing compared to the rest of the year. <laughs> Not nothing. I would lose 8K a month over and over again before I went through what I went through for the rest of this year. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. So the next thing, my grandma, my mom's mom, had been um, suffering from dementia for quite some time. And she was pretty much gone, um, you know, for the last couple of years. And so, you know she didn't have much quality of life, but when she died, it still wasn't expected. We didn't expect to lose her, um, in February. It was really unexpected, but also expected, um, which is a really, really weird feeling. So that started out really rough. And, you know, when my grandma was passing, I realized, and this is just the reality of it. Um, and it might sound harsh, but to me, I had already lost my gram, right? My gram had been gone for a couple of years and, um, I lost her already. So when she died, it didn't hit me, I guess, as hard because I felt like that was, that's what she needed, right? Like she was ready. 
And um, I was also really grateful because before my grandma's, um, before the dementia actually hit her, we were, ironically enough, living in the same house. So my grandma was living downstairs and I was living upstairs of a two family that my mom and my stepdad owned. I was in grad school. I was just starting this business and uh, it was a really good situation. And what was really nice is I got a lot of really great quality time with my grandma in the, um, during that time. It was so, it was really nice to be able to get those last really great years from her. Um, but when I was living there is when the dementia started to hit and I started to see the decline slowly. Um, and this was when I lived back home in New York. And so I'm just really grateful that I got the time that I did with her and some really fucking funny memories. One time we were outside and we had these trees and it was like a spring day the, or maybe summer. I don't know. And the trees just bloomed. And I was like, Graham, you smell that? She's like, yeah. I go, why do those trees smell like semen? <laughs> and she was like, huh, they do. <laughs> Your grandma's saying trees smell like semen. <laughs> Wild. Okay, so that was the first thing. Graham, RIP. Like, I am got some really good years with her, and I have so many great memories from childhood till adulthood. So, you know, that was, that was really rough. And to fucking hit you with the next thing that happened was um, as I was on my way home from my grandmother's funeral my cousin's husband, who I just call my cousin. So my cousin texted me and he was like, your uncle's asking for you. So in the midst of all this, my uncle, my dad's brother, right? So now we're to my dad's side. My dad's brother was, um, he was sick, sicker than we realized. We, we didn't know. And um, he was dying. And that was just the reality of it. And this was super unexpected. Nobody knew. It was rough. It was really rough. And my like being on a plane not being able to like do anything about it in that moment um my game plan was to go to my grandma's funeral and just hop back on a plane um but my uncle actually ended up um holding out for another two weeks and so I got home and I got to see him and you know come home back to Florida and you know got to you know just be with him in those last days and it was just really hard that was really hard on our family. Again, totally unexpected. We had like, it was just, wow, punch in the gut, um, losing him. And, um, you know, it made me reflect on my memories with him. And, you know, it's just funny because, you know, I think about my memories of my uncle. I mean, he's been in my life my whole life, but like my best memory was just of two years ago and it was just so epic. And it just, oh my God, it's the funnest memory, um, with him. And, Obviously, I'm going to share it. But the point is, it was just, I'm really glad I got to spend that time with him. My uncle was living in Georgia, and he's been living in Georgia for years. So, you know, he finally ended up moving down here to Florida. And my cousin, his daughter and her kids, um, his grandkids all lived down here. So it just, you know, he moved here. And so he was only living here for like maybe a month and a half before he passed away. And so, um, you know, but he Thanks would come visit you. us, right? Because we're all here. So couple years ago, I think it was two years ago, um, we were, uh, it was Easter. We were over at my brother's house and my cousins and I all smoke weed and we were smoking some weed. And my cousin looks to my uncle, her dad, and goes, hey dad, you want some? And he looks at us, he goes, yeah, yeah, I do. And we're like, what? Like 
my uncle was like your epitome, like the epitome of your like black hippie in the seventies. Um, but he hadn't been that man in like 40 plus years. So, uh, I got to smoke with my uncle, <laughs> which was so awesome. And he called me up that night and he was like, Christina, thank you so much. Thank you so much for getting me high. I feel amazing. <laughs> I was like, now you know why we smoke so much weed. Um, and so that was a really, really core memory for me with him, which sounds so silly, but it, um, it's funny, like my dad's siblings, uh, you know, they all wrote our asses about smoking weed for so long and now they all do it because um, they're older and they're retired and they're chill. And so it, it's just been, it was beautiful, like something so silly, but like it was beautiful. And, you know, so then we lost my uncle, you know, when was we lost him at the end of February. It was right before his 71st or 72nd, 72nd, I believe, birthday. And so that was, that was hard. That was really hard. And so then where the next thing that really fucking rocked me. So timeline, right? Lose clients in January. Grandma dies in February. Uncle dies in February. Two very big losses for my family. During this time, I'm dating somebody. Seriously dating somebody. And we'll go into the UPS man at some point. Um, and I was going through the hard, one of the hardest times in my life. And he was my rock throughout that situation until he wasn't. <laughs> um, we were dating. Things were going well, but he had kids. And I will always be the first to say I love kids. But if you do not have your baby mama drama uh, straightened out, don't come into my lane. Like, come correct or don't come at all. And uh, he didn't have it straightened out. And um I'll go more into details about him in an episode because it is pretty lengthy, but long story short, he ghosted me. He was my boyfriend, called me his girlfriend, and he ghosted me. I still haven't heard from him. And this happened in March of 2023. Right, so I'm already getting hit. Lots of clients, death, right? And then I get snapped in the face by the first guy that I had really given my all to since my ex. That really fucked me up, who is like 20 episodes alone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just, it was such a, it, it killed me. It, it totally crushed my spirits. And I just went into a total hole of depression. I knew I would get out of it, right? I've been in rough situations before. I always know there's a light, but it was hard. It was really hard. My friends were worried about me. My family was worried about me. Like it, it really mentally fucked me up. And it wasn't about him only. It was everything all at once. Everything all at once came crashing down. All the things that could go wrong in my life went wrong in very drastic ways, right? Your, your main three areas of your life that you're usually probably stressed out about is money, relationship, and work, right? I lost my work. I lost my money right? Family. Let's throw family in there too, right? Family. I had dust in my family and then I had a problem in my relationship, right? So all the things that could have hit me at once fucking did and it was brutal. And then I just felt like I was climbing out of a hole for months on end. The rest of the year felt like I was climb climbing out of a hole. But in the same breath, I was doing so many awesome things, right? I went to Vegas twice. I went to a conference for one of my clients. I went to Seattle for my stepbrother's wedding. Like I was traveling literally every single month in the midst of all this really hard shit. I laughed because I traveled all summer broke. <laughs> and I was like, how the fuck did I travel so broke? And so it was just like a really fucking hard year. And then, you know, from March until August, I was just trying to stay afloat. I was just trying to stay alive. I was just trying to survive. Like 
mentally, like I was just so drained and I was just still trying to get things back for my business. And I know so many businesses had a hard year and that was why I lost clients, right? Because so many businesses took, they had to make cuts. It was a hard year for so many people. And so it was just like really, really tough. And then the hardest thing that could have possibly hit me, hit me in September. My dad went into heart failure. My dad wow, I might cry even like, he's good, by the way, like he's doing well. <laughs> but like, even talking about it, like is emotional, because like, people who know me know my dad and I are like this. My dad and I are best friends. Um, my dad was actually texting me yesterday. He's like, you're my whole heart. Like, low key, he was telling me I'm his favorite child. <laughs> um, no, and my brother and my dad are very close to him being a wise ass. But my dad and I have a this just this type of relationship that can't be explained. And I just, I love that man so much. And it's funny because when I was younger, I wanted to punch my dad in his fucking head. I couldn't stand him. I, I really like hated him at one point in life. And you know, that's teenagers for you. But my dad is like my everything. And so seeing him going heart failure and being like, what he went through, because I failed to mention, my uncle that passed away, he passed away from heart failure, ultimately. And my dad was going through the same exact shit as my uncle was. But I had to keep my mind right, right? I had to stay positive. I was like, my dad is not my uncle's. I had another uncle who went through something similar too. He didn't pass. He is doing fantastic, thank God. But I had to keep reminding myself, like, my dad is different. And so it was just really hard to see my dad laid up in a hospital for a month. I was mentally tired, right? Just from worrying, is my dad going to stay alive? Um, and then also had to drive to the hospital every day to see him. My brother and I were there every single day. Like we didn't leave his side. Like, you know, like we were there as much as we could be. And that was every fucking day. And like, that was, that was a lot. Um, and you know, my dad was in the hospital and found out he needed to get a heart transplant. And he still does need to get a heart transplant. That is in the works. Um, but he's doing well. He's doing a lot better than he was. Um, and I think the hardest thing about that situation was that, like, the signs were there. And I don't, I can't say that we ignored them, right? But, like, we didn't know what the signs were until we knew and it was too late. So that was a really hard situation. And in that moment, right, because we're talking about what I've learned from each of these things is... Um, which I didn't talk about what I learned from UPS guy, but I will talk about that in a different episode. Um, but you know, ultimately what I learned from when my dad was like, yo, nothing's more important than that. Like nothing's more important than my family. Nothing's more important than being there for my family. Like work literally could suck my big imaginary dick. <laughs> like I did not give a fuck. I was like, what's work, right? My dad was my focus. And um, it also made me really appreciative for starting the business that I have and having the business that I had because I'm, I was able to be with my dad without question. I didn't have to answer anybody. Like that was it. I was there. And so it just made me really grateful. So it was a rough year. It was a rough year and then it just ended and it wasn't that great either. <laughs> I had a situation, um, with work that I had to handle. Um, and so it was just a, it was a really hard year. But it was also very transformative. It was very eye-opening. I learned a lot of things about myself. I grew a lot this year. Things that I was doing before, I wouldn't even think about doing now. And it's just totally helped me restructure how I'm going about things in my life. And so as much as this year fucking sucked and I hated everything about it, this is a bold statement, but in a sense, I feel like I needed it. I needed it to just really ground myself and get back to 
like what it is that Christine is trying to do. So 2023, fuck you. Thanks for the lessons, but I'm good. Let's go into 2024.